0: I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 101 of my podcast beekeeping short and sweet. The sun is shining it's warming up nicely and I'm thinking further on our integrated pest management controls. Stay tuned for more suggestions on how to keep your bees healthy this year. Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm grateful to Honeypore Hives for sponsoring in part our podcasts for this season. Honeypore Hives are, as I'm sure you're aware, Langstroth hives, and we're setting up an apiary full of them this season, courtesy of Honeypore. Check out their range of hives and other equipment on their website, www. Messy.fi. that's m-e-s-i dot f-i i'll leave a link to their website in the show notes as usual honey poor hives designed by beekeepers for beekeepers one of the main focuses this week has been getting wax into frames as you know we've been cleaning and washing frames and boxes for quite a while over the winter period and that all comes to its grand finale with the final step of putting the wax into the frames loading those frames up into the brood boxes with the finished product ready to go out onto the hives my intention this spring is to get as many of the nucleus colonies into full size hives as soon as we can to allow them to build up for the main flow in the summer we may get a box of honey off them from the spring flow but as i've said many times before to make honey need lots of bees and lots of nectar. This week is also the first beekeeping trade show at Stonely Park here in the UK. I'm still not sure whether I'm going as yet, it's tomorrow. My main concern is the increased incidence in coronavirus here in the UK and the fact that I have a 93 year old mother-in-law who I visit on a fairly regular basis and I would hate to bring something home and transmit the virus to her in some way. It may well be that I'm worrying over nothing and being too cautious, but I guess better to be cautious than to think that I was responsible for spreading it. At the moment, I'm probably not likely to go, but that might change depending on the advice that comes out. Actually, it will be today, that's Friday. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so I'll let you know next week what happened. Also, this week, we've been cleaning some of the poly hives I have. I was really impressed with the way they hold up in what was very hot water with washing soda and washing up liquid. The process of scraping off the bulk of the wax and propolis helps a lot, and simply getting the hot washing water on the hives allows the propolis to literally soften and wash off in seconds. I think that temperature of the water is key to a good clean. If it's not hot enough, you'll be scrubbing at the propolis for ages, of course, with it being a poly material, I was a little concerned about the water being too hot and causing some damage to the boxes in some way. But I needn't have worried; they all cleaned up really nicely. They could do with a new look of paint, to be honest. These are the Maismore commercial poly hives that I've had for about four or five years. If you look back at the original videos, you'll see we had trouble with rabbits chewing the freshly painted boxes. They gave up once they realised they didn't like the taste, but I never got round to repainting them. I think we'll perhaps try to repaint them next week, maybe using the new paint sprayer that we were given by Craig. Thanks so much for that, Craig. I'll record a video showing how well it goes. The weather has been typically spring-like with more sunshine and showers. Today it's been gloriously sunny and it's warming up really well. As an aside, I'm also a keen gardener when i get the chance and i've been getting into my allotment most days for an hour of pottering around before it gets dark in the evenings i created something called a hotbed in the polytunnel it's basically a large wooden and metal square with a load of fresh horse manure in it amazingly the temperature has hit over 60 degrees centigrade that's around 140 degrees fahrenheit I was very impressed, and the seeds that I've put into trays on it are growing so quickly. It's been amazing. Just like the bees, growing really quickly and in need of constant attention. Beekeeping and gardening, I think, go together really nicely, and this year I'm hoping for a decent crop not just of honey, but also of fruit and veg. That's not to say that the bees need a huge amount of attention at the moment. I've been keeping an eye on the fondant and the pollen substitute that we added a short while back, and they're really getting stuck into that now. But the next flush of spring flowers are coming good, especially the willow. I love seeing the willow. You can spot them in flower from quite a distance. The large, almost bottle brush shaped flowers with the yellow tinge of pollen looks fantastic. And the bees go mad for it, and it really pushes the growth of the young larvae forward very, very quickly. Interestingly, you'll also see the bees heading off to other plants for pollen and nectar too, despite the fact that there's this huge glut of pollen coming from the willow. They know only too well that they need a balanced diet, and you should notice a range of different coloured pollen attached to the worker bees as they arrive back at the hive. You can really impress your friends by telling them you saw a really full corbicula stuffed full of pollen. When they ask you what it is, you can reveal that it's the pollen basket on the hind legs of the worker's. If you really want to impress, tell them you saw several corbiculi full of pollen. That's the plural term. You never know when this kind of information will come in handy. Maybe the pub quiz next week, or maybe one of the beekeeping exams if you're sitting that. Even though the bees are out grabbing spring pollen and nectar, it doesn't mean they're not still chomping their way through the pollen sub. If it's easy and convenient for them to use it, mostly I find they will. To counter this, there are always some colonies that seem only to want the real thing and barely touch it, preferring instead to wait for the natural pollen to become available. You may find these are a little smaller or a little slower to develop than other colonies, but I think it all evens out in the end. Before I continue, I just wanted to mention last week's competition. Thank you to everyone who's so far signed up. Please remember to send a direct message rather than leaving your answer and, in fact, the answer in the comments beneath the podcast post, and so far everyone appears to have given the correct answer. So, good luck with that. If you've not yet entered, you have until the end of March. So, do have a listen and enter to have a chance of winning the Honeypore Polly Langstroth hive, shipped free to anywhere in the world. I mentioned at the start the ongoing consideration given to my integrated pest management plan for the coming season. Everyone should have some kind of plan, at least an idea of what you want to do to keep pests and disease under control over the active season and beyond. We've treated throughout the winter using the oxalic acid sublimation and trickle methods, and I'm now turning my attention towards spring and looking at keeping colonies healthy with low pest and disease loading within the colony. One of the easiest ways to reduce levels of pests and diseases is to remove the bees from their old hive and replace it with new kit. So this could be as simple as taking a nucleus colony that's been shut away in a nuke all year, moving it into a full-size hive and adding some frames of foundation and a feeder. With this example, you're removing the small colony from the nucleus box it spent all winter in and moving it into a clean hive. Anything that's loitering within the nucleus box can now be cleaned away. You'll likely find a few dead bees, some wax cappings that maybe have formed a small pile and have a wax moth hidden in it, or perhaps some damp mouldy pollen and wax debris on the floor of the nuke box. These all get cleaned away, the box reloaded with frames of foundation ready for reuse in the latter part of the spring, maybe collecting a swarm or splitting a hive. For the full-size hives coming through winter, I like to carry out a full swap out of the floor brood box and crime board. Again it's a simple process of moving the existing hive off its stand remember it could be quite heavy so do get some help. Once moved place a new floor and brood box on the stand where the original hive was and move all of the frames from the old hive into the new hive. Add a clean crime board and the existing roof unless that's a mess too and that could be swapped as well. A spring clean that will remove a dirty floor and brood box and maybe several nasty critters that you don't want in the hive. You could combine this process with swapping out a few older frames of dark comb if it's a little later in the month, perhaps in April, but don't be too quick to remove old frames if they still have food in them. The weather can still turn really nasty and you may leave the bees without food stores. So this is an example you could include in your own integrated pest management processes. It's not difficult, it doesn't take long, and will certainly help in removing some of the pests and diseases that lurk in the hidden corners. If you only have a couple of hives, you could complete the task one hive at a time. In this way, you'd only need one additional floor, brood box and crime board. Once you've swapped out one colony, clean up the overwintered kit and use that to replace the older kit on the second hive. It gets a little more tricky as you get more colonies going, but if you're looking to protect your colonies and maybe increase the numbers you have, you're likely to have enough spare equipment to go round. Ultimately, if you're using the same hive type throughout your beekeeping setup, and I would certainly recommend that, all you need is one complete apiary worth of spare kit, and then you can spring clean one apiary at a time and that's pretty much how I do it. We maybe have as many as 12 colonies in one apiary. I swap out all the kit, take it back to the workshop, scrape and scorch everything ready to be used in the next apiary with the same sized kit. As usual, when I say I scrape and scorch everything, I really have to nod in the direction of Pete, who's a fantastic help with this work. That said, we can get round all apiaries in about a week to 10 days, and that's the job done. I mentioned the issue of swapping out frames as well. Just don't do it too early. But it's a great way of giving the brood frames a clean up, particularly the old gnarly ones that have probably been in the hives for a year or two longer than they should have been. I'm sure some of you will know exactly what I mean. If you've had a colony for three or more years, this is another integrated pest management strategy you can use to again reduce the levels of pest and disease within your brood area if you remove around three or four frames each year you'll get a full rotation of frames every three years which is brilliant. You can get rid of broken frames, the ones where the wax has been chewed from the bottom corners, those frames that are dark and full of sealed cells that the bees have decided they're not going to use anymore or maybe the frame where you accidentally pushed your hive tool through last year and the bees never really got to grips with stitching it back together. Spring is a great time for a tidy up and sort out of old frames. But, and it's a fairly big but, don't swap frames too early and make sure you remove the old ones from the apiary immediately. Don't leave them in a pile to sort another day. They'll just be mobbed by all the other colonies in the apiary and if there is something nasty lurking on a frame, it's likely to get carried across to all the strong healthy colonies in your apiary. Take them back to your shed, workshop, kitchen table, wherever it is that you do your cleaning work. Cut out the wax for rendering down. Scrape the frames as clean as you can and get them boiled up ready for reuse. The sooner you do this, the more likely you'll find yourself in control of your colonies because you're sure to need another box of frames because of swarming or splits that you've got planned. Or maybe just having them ready for swarm control. Either way, you can be pleased that you're in control of your beekeeping. So now we can start to build a calendar of an individual integrated pest management plan. March to April is spring clean time for me and a chance also to take stock of what varroa loading we might have in our colonies. A new floor means a nice clean varroa board and you can slip that in when you carry out your spring clean to see what your varroa drop rate is like. One very helpful tool in this area can be found on the UK's National Bee Inspectorate website called BeeBase. It's a Varroa calculator and all you have to do is select a few options from a couple of questions and enter the number of days you monitored Varroa and how many you counted. The result will give you an indication of what level of Varroa mites you may have in your colony and when you should consider treating. This then is the start of my season-long integrated pest management system a spring clean of all the hives and the replacement of approximately one third of all brood combs. As we move through the season I'll update you on other aspects of IPM but another immediate consideration is clean bee suits. I mentioned it last week but referred to other beekeepers visiting your apiary. Well what about your own bee suit? Is it clean and in a good state of repair? Does it need any holes patched over or zips replaced? I recently sent several of my bee suits back to BBWare Wear for replacement zips and a couple of patches. Several of the suits are from my stock used for beekeeping experience days, and after quite a number of years of use, and abuse, the zips have finally given way. It only took a week for them to be turned around and back with me, and it's a worthwhile job to avoid the frustration of visitors, or indeed beekeepers generally, having to fiddle for ages trying to do up a broken zip, and then bringing a halt to proceedings as I have to manipulate a torn zip back into place. My own bee suits do have some propolis staining in one or two places, but they're clean and in good working order. Let everyone else know how important it is to you by being the one with the clean, well-repaired bee suit. A dirty bee suit isn't a badge of honour to wear with pride to prove that you're an experienced beekeeper, Or to show that you have been keeping bees for a long time and that you're someone to be listened to for advice and knowledge. In fact, it's completely the opposite. Finally, a further mention about the Appypasta Plus pollen substitute. I popped out to check up on a few colonies yesterday, prior to delivering three colonies to a fellow beekeeper. I have to say, it was pretty much as I expected. I lifted the roofs on about a dozen colonies, and the Appipasta Plus, which comes in those flat plastic trays, is easy to see and check without having to disturb the bees. A couple of colonies hadn't touched it at all to the point that I couldn't see any activity. About four had eaten enough to make a small, visible clean spot in the plastic tray, and the others were gorging themselves on it and had eaten about two thirds. I knew the bees would take to it well because I'd put it on the colonies between the flowering of the snowdrops and hazels finishing and the first willows becoming available. I would expect that over the next week or so, more willow to flower and the bees will have greater opportunities to get out and forage on natural available pollen. The api pasta has, however, been a very valuable source of protein for them and I'm sure they will have benefited from having it as opposed to me not feeding it to them at all. I'm going to post a video next week showing some of these hives, so do look out for that on YouTube. Well, that's it for this week. If you're going to any gatherings or meetings, please do take care and remember to wash your hands and stay safe. Have a great beekeeping week. Please do remember to check out my Patreon page if you've not yet seen it, where you can access lots more content. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet.